This episode of the Single Track Podcast is brought to you by Rabbit, makers of the best trail running apparel. If you're in the market for new kit and want to support us in the process, head over to Rabbit and use code SINGLETRACK20 at checkout for 20% off your next order. Welcome to Point to Point, a recurring episode of Single Track, recapping the news that came across my radar in the world of trail and ultra running this week. First up, a new partnership between the Golden Trail Series and Eurosport. Four races from the 2023 Golden Trail Series season will be broadcast in 53 countries and 20 languages on Eurosport. These include the Mount Blanc Marathon, Sierra all, and the men's and women's finals in Italy. There will also be 20-plus minute highlight shows of Zagama, Dolomites, and the American Tour races. Altogether, Eurosport is hosting eight hours of live coverage. The Eurosport's media pedigree is strong. They've hosted major cycling, cycle cross, road marathon, and winter sports events. They are the official broadcaster of the Olympics, and they reach 74 million viewers, 47% of which identify as active runners. I think that's a very key stat here. This level of exposure will be a first for a trail running circuit as well. While we have been talking about live streams ad nauseum for the last few months on this show and in the greater running landscape over the past few years, this kind of deal achieves exponentially greater levels of awareness virtually overnight for the sport. My opinion on this is largely in line with what Golden Trail Series director Greg Vallee noted in his press release. This move is going to attract more top-level runners to the circuit. It's going to create tens of millions of net new positive impressions of the sport, and it's going to raise the credibility of our scene in general. I would add that we're probably not going to experience the most positive impacts of this until about five to ten years down the line. I mean, think about it. According to ITRA, there are 1.7 million trail runners worldwide currently ranked in their index. And this series is now going to single-handedly, regularly get in front of about 35 million viewers that explicitly identify as runners. So it makes me wonder what happens to the dynamics of every single area of our sport, even if we just doubled our current community. Stay tuned. Moving on to the ethics of running contracts. Sabrina Little has a new article out in I Run Far this week touching on this very topic, boiling down to what an athlete should be considering before signing a sponsor deal in our sport. She poses a few interesting questions that I'll rattle off here. First, does signing with this company undermine your integrity? For example, do you like and use the product? Will you have to compromise any values or commitments to make it work in your life? Number two, where will your attention go? And are you okay with that? Are you okay, for example, with splitting time between being an athlete and being a marketer? Number three, is the contract just? Here she discusses how all athletes have a role in setting sponsorship norms and making it a viable career. You may not realize it when you agree to the short end of the stick, but this could also be negatively impacting the next athlete in line that's getting ready to negotiate as well. Keep in mind the impact. Number four, how does this contract square with your vision of a good life? Is this part of what you've always wanted or are you getting sucked into someone else's version of righteousness? She concludes by asking why anyone should care about this. And I like the answer to her own question, which I'll quote here. Quote, I realize very few people sign running contracts. So these considerations may seem of little material consequence for many. But professional athletes are like the rudders of a ship. They play a role in directing attention, set norms regarding travel and the prestige of certain races, and serve as exemplars for many participants in the sport. We should all care what these contracts say and about what athletes are agreeing to 
because these partnerships will shape the world of trail running and ultra running moving forward for good and for ill, end quote. Transitioning to key races on the near horizon. We are about a week away from canyons by UTMB. So much is on the line here. The first of which are the last four golden tickets to the Western States 100 at the end of June this year. This is also the major for the Americas region of the UTMB series, meaning, believe it or not, the top 10 men and women in the 100-mile, 100K, and 50K events all get automatic spots into UTMB, CCC, and OCC at the end of August this year in Chamonix. That's 60 spots up for grabs for UTMB events in August versus the four spots at Western States in June. It's amazing how much more accessible a race can be when permitting isn't as significant an issue. There's also going to be a live stream operation. I believe Dylan Bowman and Corinne Malcolm will be on the call. Very exciting. Be sure to tune in. Lastly, there's a course change this year. Due to the winter conditions in the Sierra, it will no longer be a point-to-point race finishing at China Wall, at least not for this year. I believe all of the races will start and finish in Auburn now. On the sub-ultra scene, we have the Sunapee Scramble the same weekend as Canyons. 15 spots are on the line for the men's and women's world's teams this June in Austria. Seven spots in the VK, eight spots for the Classic Mountain team. There's also 6,500 bones on the line in prize money too. How cool is that? I still think we're at a point in the sport where it's worthwhile celebrating minimum viable prize money. I don't know for certain if Canyons is putting up anything as well, but huge kudos to the Sunapee team for getting it done. And finally, Sunapee is going tit for tat in this ever-increasing live stream landscape. They will have a commentary team. I'll update the show notes here as soon as I have the links. Finally, UTMB has a new pregnancy policy. If you're pregnant, if you have a partner who becomes pregnant, or you're in the process of adopting, you are now covered by this policy. For example, and there are many examples to go through, but if you become pregnant after gaining entry in one of the UTMB lottery-based races, you'll receive a refund and priority entry for the next five years to said race. This updates the previous policy, which, for example, would force pregnant runners to re-qualify for an event after giving birth if they were not able to race. UTMB worked with the Pro Trail Runners Association and She Races organization to update this policy. In my humble opinion, it's a great move for the sport in general because among many, many positive first and second order effects, it encourages more female endurance athletes to enter the sport and, importantly, to stay in the sport. To close out here, what's up with me, my colleague Brett Hornig and I, we will be a part of that latter Son of Pete live stream commentary team next weekend. We may also try to hop on a YouTube live via the Single Track Podcast YouTube channel afterwards to do some post-race commentary of what went down at Canyons. After that, we are hitting the road for Flagstaff AZ to be a part of the Cocodona 250 live stream commentary team there. We will be based out of an Airbnb, I believe in the downtown and looking to get in some good running and some good eating in the area while we're off air. So if you're in town and you want to jam, hit us up. That's the news. If you found anything we should share in future editions, DM me on Instagram, DM me on Twitter, or shoot me an email, Finn, that's F-I-N-N, at singletrack.run with the goods. Before we go, another thank you to sponsor HVMN. HVMN is my choice for exogenous ketones. If you are curious about using exogenous ketones in your training, racing, and day-to-day life, head over to hvmn.com. 
get a bottle of Ketone IQ. And if you want a 20% discount in the process, use code SINGLETRACK20 at checkout for 20% off your next order.